0: You have been listening to sermon audio from Day 3 Church. We invite you to join us for one of our worship services. For more information, visit day3church.com. Well, good morning. Um, if you're new, you're definitely one of going to come back and hear Pastor Lynn, who's much more gifted at preaching than me. I was uh, walking up the stairs and I saw Rex coming down. Many of you know Rex, and uh, I saw Rex, and I said, "Brother, I'm 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 preaching. Would you pray for me?" And he said, "I'm in the nursery." So I stopped and laid my hands on him, prayed. Because, you know, kidding aside, that's an incredible ministry we have with our children. Over 80 kids are being ministered to each week. Isn't that amazing? You know, it's not like the real ministry happens here. And they do the children's ministry. That's the real ministry there that Daryl and, and a tremendous team uh, are involved in there. Understanding worship has been a journey for me. And it started when I was 17, I had a radical conversion, and I was sitting in the back of this church. First experience like this. And I was in the back, and everybody was kind of standing and singing like this. all but this one woman. And this one woman was over here. I mean, she was dancing, and she was yelling, and she had a banner. She was waving, and she was hitting a tambourine. And so I'm going, first of all, I ain't never seen anything like that. And it scared me. And so I asked this guy next to me, I said, what's she doing? And he said, oh, some people just have to show off. And, you know, I took that to mean she's an idiot, and she was showing off. My worship experience continued. I started to attend a church called the Gospel Tabernacle in Omaha, Nebraska. And, you know, when I started to attend that church, they were going through a huge church split. Today there are two huge churches that came out of that church split. But in that church split at that day, guess what it was over? It was over worship and the gifts of the Spirit. And I I can tell you this, that I stayed with the more conservative group. And in that group, you know, as I stayed with with the church, it was pretty much you could stand, and they did great singing. You could stand, and they had great preaching. But man, if you did anything like raise your hands or any movement beyond just standing, was really frowned upon. People told me those people that left our church that, you know, when they worshiped like that, they were trying to draw attention to themselves. And that sounded reasonable to me. And so for years, I believed it. But as I kept going with the scriptures, I'll I'll just tell you, my view of worship has radically changed because of what God's word says about worship. And um, this morning, um, I want you to hear God's word on worship. Now, I don't have my tambourine this morning, but as I worship in the back many times, I am probably, probably scare some of you. But not as much as Adam Triplett scares some of you. <laughs> this morning, we're going to look at God's word on worship, and I ask you, don't, don't listen to me. Listen to God's word about what worship means first of all worship starts and begins with the heart this people honors me with their lips but their heart is far away from me this is like a husband saying to his wife yeah I love you hon I love you hon but he's got a little something going on on the side do you know what I mean his heart's not with her it's with someone else let's look at the next verse Hosea two nineteen and 20, I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you in righteousness. This is God our Father speaking to all of his people. I will betroth you to you in righteousness and justice, in love and compassion. I will betroth you in faithfulness, and you will know the Lord. Do you hear the language that God is using? He's using very intimate, expressive, emotional language that belongs in a marriage covenant relationship because that's, what he, that's how he sees it. God sees our relationship as a very r- a love relationship. And it starts with our heart response to him in love. That's what worship is. The next verse. You shall not worship them or serve them. I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. And that's why it says that. Because, see, God sees what he wants from us. He wants to be have a spiritual union with us. A oneness with us. And the reason he says he's jealous is because he's jealous. He is jealous for me. Okay, that's the last bit of singing I'm gonna do. Um, he is jealous for us. Worship starts, it's an authentic heart response. And you can jump up and down, and you can wave your banner, and you can raise your hands, you can beat your drum. You can play your guitar, and you can sing on the worship team. But if your heart is not in love with God, it is not worship. Because worship is a heart, a love response back to God. Worship is also physical. It is physical. Let's look at the first verse. Exodus 20, same verse we just looked at. You shall not worship them or serve them, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. Next verse. Exodus 34.8, Moses made haste to bow low to the earth and worship. Here's the, look at this word, worship, in the Old Testament. It's the word "shaka. It's used 166 times. And do you know what it means? This is what it means. It means to bow down and fall flat on your face before the Lord God. Worship is physical. It's physical. Let's look at it in the New Testament. Matthew 2, a And when they came into the house, this is the three kings when they got to see Jesus. They came into the house. They saw the young child with Mary, mother. And guess what they did? They fell down and worshiped. Uh, brothers and sisters, these are not isolated verses in the scripture. I can read tens and hundreds of verses like that. Worship is physical. Let's look at Psalm 100. I'm sorry. Let's look at Matthew 4.10. Then Jesus said to him, Go, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The New Testament word for worship, proskuneo, and to fall down the exact same way on your face before God. And that's important because Jesus used that word when he described worship. Okay, let's keep going. Psalm 104. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Now in that psalm, which is a great psalm of thanksgiving and praise, the word thanks, there's a couple different words thanks in there, but one of them is yada. And what it means is this. Hold out the hand, physically throw a stone. But it especially means to revere and worship with your hands extended. Thank you, Lord. With your hands extended. Can you do that for me right now? Extend your hand. Thank you, Lord. That's what it means in the scriptures. Worship is physical. It's physical. Worship is also vocal. Psalm 101, verse 1. It's a psalm for thanksgiving. Shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful singing. The word shout, listen to this. This is in the scriptures all over the place. Shout Shout. It means to shout for joy. Split the ears. And can you imagine yelling so loud that we would split the ears? Could you imagine that it was like blowing an alarm? It's loud. Worship is joyful singing. I want to tell you one thing about the gospel tabernacle I went. Man, when I came into that church, I was a raw 16, 17-year-old. And I was one messed up kid. As I just got to know Jesus. But I want to tell you something. I I hated the music. But you know what I loved? They sang with their whole heart. I mean they sang louder than I'd ever heard people sing. And it blew me away that people sang. With that much great joy in their hearts for God. That in itself ministered to my heart. And compelled me toward God. Wouldn't it be great if we sang like that in this church? I mean out there we would sing so loud. People come in and what are they so excited about? Acts 16.25 says this, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Could you imagine how freaked out those prisoners are? Listening to the sin. What are they singing about? Worship is vocal. It's also a confession. It's praise, and it's a confession of God's greatness. Psalm 100, verse 3 and 5. Would you read this with me? Know that the Lord Himself is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and His faithfulness to all generations. Thank you. It's confession. It's admitting in our mouths and it's stating things. Jesus is Lord. God is great. God is good. And it's loud. Philippians 2.11. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Amen. And I'm just trying to prepare you for the big dance. And that's what I mean. I'm trying to prepare you for the big dance. For the big party. See, because whether you're going to... You're going to go somewhere right at that day when you die, whatever. And I'm going to tell you one thing we're all going to be doing, whether you're a believer or not. Do you know what you're going to be doing? You're going to be going, Jesus is Lord. Whether you are a believer or not, you're going to say it. Some of you are going to be on your face, and you're going to be doing it with great joy. Jesus is Lord. And you've been preparing here for that. And others of you are going to be doing it against your will. But you're going to be saying it nonetheless, because Jesus is Lord. Worship is vocal. It's loud singing. It's shouting. Now, I know I'm already scared some of you. But can I get an amen? Amen. Okay. Now, I mean like I just talked about. Can I get an amen? Amen. There we go. Praise the Lord. I don't know where you're at on your worship journey. Worship is corporate ezra 3 1 now when the seventh month came and the sons of israel were in the cities the people gathered together as one man to jerusalem the point i just want you to see there is that all the congregation gathered of all the people of israel all together as one person it's like all of us getting together now let's look at the next verses and i want you to hear what i've just said worship is from the heart it is physical it is loud it is shouting It is confession. It is singing. And let's read this. Now when the builders had laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests stood in their apparel with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals to praise the Lord according to the directions of King David of Israel. They sang praising and giving thanks to the Lord, saying, for he is good. His loving kindness is upon Israel forever. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Yet many of the priests and Levites and heads of fathers' household, the old men who had seen the first temple, they wept with a loud voice when the foundation of the house was laid before their eyes, while many shouted aloud for joy. So can you picture this? So that the people could not distinguish the sound of the shout of joy from the sound of the weeping of the people, for the people shouted with a loud shout, and the sound was heard far away. All the way down 321. All the way back up 321, they're hearing something coming from this building. It's like the building's almost shaken because we have so much thanksgiving in our heart because of what Jesus did for you and what he did for me. I mean, did he do enough for you that would cause you to want to shout back? Or is it kind of just, yeah, you know, pretty cool. Because I gotta tell you, my past, I want to be shouting. Worship is corporate. Psalm 4-1, 5-1, and about 50 other psalms. Do you know what they're written to? You've probably seen this. How many of you have seen this phrase in the scriptures? To the chief musician. You've seen that before. And you wonder, what is that? Did we write that in? No. That's in the original Hebrew. To the chief musician. Why? Because when David and Asaph and others wrote those psalms, he wrote them so that we would be experiencing them. We'd be singing. We'd be praising. We'd be shouting out, confessing. And now, worship has, been, has changed my journey and has changed my heart toward worship and what I think worship is. And you know, no longer when I see people on their knees, and no longer when I, when I see people shouting, and when I see people dancing, and they can barely control themselves in worship, and they're raising their hands in worship, I don't think there's an idiot. I don't think that person is an idiot. I don't think that person is trying to to get attention to themselves. you know what I think now? I think that's what God's people do. That's what God's people do. They can't control their love back for God. And they express their love back to God by worshiping him. That's what worship is. It's vocal. It's shouting. It's singing loudly. It's giving thanks. It's on our face. And worship is Jesus-centered. Matthew 14, And those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, you are certainly God's son. And this is exactly what it means. God, Jesus did a miracle in the boat and they all did this. We worship you. You truly are God's son. Next verse. Matthew 28, 18, Jesus spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Did you hear that? Jesus is in total authority in heaven. Bigger than any president, but not just here on the the earth. Also in heaven, he is the ultimate authority. He's been given all authority. But this verse ties it. This is why worship has to be Jesus-centered. Listen to this, Philippians 2, 8-11. Being found in an appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death on a cross. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every other name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will Bow in heaven and on the earth and under the earth. That's how powerful Jesus is. That's why we want to center our worship on Jesus. That every tongue will confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And I want you to listen to this next, and this is the last passage I'm going to read and hear how worship is all of these things we just said. Physical, vocal, loud, bowing down, falling down, confession, and Jesus-centered. You have made them to be a kingdom of priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders And the number of them was myriads of myriads of thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, say it with me. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. You have made them in every created thing which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and on the sea. And all things in him. I heard saying. Say it with me. To him who sits on the throne. And to the lamb. Be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying. Amen. 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 They kept saying it. And you know what the elders did? They fell down on their face and worshipped God. Worshipped Jesus. That's what worship is. It's loud. It's vocal. It's physical. And this morning, I may have made some of you uncomfortable. That's not my, that's not my intent. My intent is to look at God's word. Say, What does God's word have to say about worship? Now, I want to tell you what has kept me from worshiping more freely in my life over the years. Basically, it's pride. I'm a man. I was, you know, played football. And I was wrestled in college. And quite frankly, it was just too embarrassed. I was more concerned about what you think, what others think, than I was about expressing my love back to God. About six years ago, when Wendy's cancer, when she started her battle with breast cancer, um, she went through chemo, and she lost all her hair. She was bald as a cue ball. <laughs> and by the way, she's a beautiful, bald woman, in case any of you are interested. She really is. A, she was a beautiful, bald woman. But I can tell you, baldness, they say, is one of the worst things that women have to go through when they go through cancer and chemo. And you know, sometimes when you're facing death and something like that, you don't even, you know, it causes you to do strange things. And when people would come over to our house and ask her about chemo, you know what she would do? She would take her wig and she would just pull it off her head. Just like that. And I'd go, Don't do that! You're going to freak them out! Because I was too embarrassed. And, you know, she was leading worship for MOPS. It's a large Christian organization. She was leading worship for their National Leadership Convention. And she's leading worship, and and, and she's got on one wig, and she says, this wig is really bothering me. I'm going to switch wigs. Don't do that. What are those people going to think? Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad that I was more concerned about what other people thought than I was about expressing love to my wife who was facing incredible challenges. You know, I'll just tell you, I've repented of that. I've repented of that. You know, King David, it says, but King David, you know, that he worshiped the Lord with all his might. He danced in front of all the people with all his might. And you know what it says his wife said to him? It says his wife said to him, you are trying to draw attention to yourself. Trying to get attention from all those young women. That's what he, and you know what David pretty much said? Now this is a paraphrase, but pretty much David said, I could care less what you think. Because my love for God is so great. He's done so much for me. God is so great. I can't help and I'll get a lot crazier than this. Can I get an amen? Let's pray. Now, this morning, we're going to have an extended time of worship. It's going to be wonderful. I want to encourage each of you as we're, we're getting right now just to prepare your hearts for that time of worship. And I'm not going to ask you to, to worship like I do You know, or be as free as I might be in worship. And some of you may be well more free than I am in worship. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm just asking you this morning as you're praying and readying your hearts. That you might consider doing one thing differently this morning. Maybe you sing a little louder. And you know, when we sing, uh, we're going to sing several songs. It's, you know, it's going to be very few really or just several, you know. But the point is, is during that time, you just, just sing with your whole hearts. Not just on one song you know, on the first song, but I mean on the last song that you're singing and praising. Maybe you do that one thing. Maybe you shout out. Maybe you just feel like yelling amen for something God's done. Or you just feel like yelling yeah. And you just feel like yelling that because God's done something good in your life and in somebody else's life. Maybe that's where you're at. And I just encourage you. Would you take one step? Maybe you just want to... step in the back or on the side and just get on your knees and fall down before God as a are worshiping. feel free to do that as well and some of you this morning maybe in your mind you've been like me before where you've, you've judged other people for their worship style and you know you just think somebody like an Adam Triplett well he's just showing off well I encourage you this morning I'd encourage you to get physical in your worship and you'd walk down the aisle and you'd come and repent of that And I'd encourage you this as well. Maybe you come down because you go, you know, I've been more concerned about what others think than about worshiping God. I'm more concerned about what others think than expressing my love back to God for all he's done for me. And that's something worthy of coming down and repenting for as well. And as well, maybe some of you, this is the day you want to come forward to receive Christ. Whatever your need is, this is just a couple minutes. As Wendy's going to lead us, the band they're just going to lead us a little bit as we prepare our hearts for worship. In a few minutes, so just prepare your heart right now. And if the Lord directs you, uh, to come forward. Just come forward. You are listening to Sermon Audio from Day 3 Church. If you have any questions about God, faith, or our church, email us at info at And for more information, find us on the web at day